I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. We actually have a fairly long episode for you today, but I can assure you that it is most definitely worth your time. So I met Kiara over on Instagram a while ago. I'm not exactly sure how long we've been Instagram friends, but it's been a little bit of a while. We both started following each other on Instagram And I think our friendship truly started when she DM'd me with a voice message asking me about my somatic experience training, which by the way, Kiara and I now are both students of somatic experiencing and becoming somatic experiencing practitioners. And so just a heads up, we do talk about somatics in today's episode because it is a big part of the work that we do. And if you've ever worked with me one-on-one, have been a client in my Back Home To You coaching program, you'll know that I absolutely love this type of therapy. So Kiara and I talk a little bit about that. It's woven into our conversation today. And I just want to say, I know I do still owe you an episode all about somatic experiencing, why it's important to me, what it is, and all that sort of stuff, because I have posted a question sticker over on Instagram asking you what you want to hear about on the podcast. And I keep getting requests about <laughs> making a episode all about somatic experiencing. So don't think I forgot about you if you sent in a request with that topic. I know I owe you a podcast episode all about somatics. So stay tuned for that. It will definitely come in the near future. But that is really how Kiara and I connected on a deeper level. I absolutely love the work that she does. She's doing amazing, incredible things, and I love our friendship so much. So obviously, I had to have her on the podcast, and I really love this conversation today. She shares a lot about her own healing journey and the multiple layers of that healing journey. So I think that was a big theme of our conversation today. Just that healing doesn't happen from just one place and likely throughout your healing journey, you're going to come across so many different things that resonate and so many different things that feel helpful and supportive at different times in your healing. And I just encourage you to honor that. So wherever you are in your healing journey, whatever is feeling right for you right now, honor that and let it be. And it might not be the thing forever. And I think we need to honor that too. So being open to whatever comes our way, whatever resonates, whatever feels right for us, and just being curious constantly, being curious about how we can support ourselves and how our bodies are constantly communicating to us, maybe through, you know, symptoms or through our nervous system. So let's dive into this conversation with Kiara. Don't forget to share on social media. If you're loving the show, you can tag me at I am Meg Dahl and you can tag Kiara at Kiara Marie Wellness. And if you're not following her yet, all her links are in the show notes. Hey love, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me this week. Thank you so much for having me on, Meg. I'm excited to chat all the things. I have no idea where this conversation is going to go, which is also exciting. (laughs) 
I know. I honestly just really love organic conversations on my show. That's typically the way we do things around here. I honestly never have notes prepared for myself, so we're just going to get into it. But I feel like I've been having a lot of you time lately, which I feel so grateful for. But if anyone who is tuning into this episode this week is maybe meeting you for the first time, I am hoping you can introduce yourself and just tell them a little bit about you. Absolutely. I feel like I haven't introduced myself in a while, so this will be good. And I've added a few more things to my toolbox. So I actually said this on Instagram the other day. I was like, I don't even know what to call myself anymore. I don't know how to refer to myself, but I'm just, I'm a human first and following suit. I guess I just, I support women in choosing to heal themselves. And with any healing journey, there's never just one solution. There are a variety of different modalities that we could get into. And I don't think that there's a one-stop shop. I think that this journey of life is a, it's a lifelong practice to heal yourself. And there will be new life experiences and lessons along the way and you'll stumble across new things and it's just forever a student of life I guess maybe that's what I could refer to myself as even though that sounds super cheesy but it's so true um but to back up I kind of landed in this space like anyone else like through my own journey um I was pretty much stuck with chronic digestive issues ever since I was a child um and it just progressed and progressed as I went through the eighth grade I vividly remember this like sensation like overwhelming sensation right in my heart space right in my center I was like ouch 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 and I would like fall to the ground like just an overwhelming like heartburn sensation didn't know what was happening, but like my parents didn't know what to do other than like, here's some Tums, like feel better. So that kind of began the journey with Tums. And then I went through high school. Like I think symptoms were pretty much at bay. I mean, but like in retrospect, looking back, I was like not having regular trips to the bathroom or having regular cycles. Um, I mean, as like you're getting your cycle, it takes something, some time to acclimate, but even still there were some irregularities there. Um, and through college, like I was drinking a lot, not sleeping, partying, uh, you know, not moving my body in the way that I would have liked to. And I was also just living. And that was the, the life stage in which I was in. And I do not regret those years. Like those were some of the best years of my life and most um, insightful years of my life. That's kind of what began this whole process uh in 2015 um I always like to refer to that year as like my uh, the year of awakening because that's when I picked up my first book it was um what I know for sure by Oprah Winfrey um and I just remember spending that summer by myself in Florida and I just got to know different parts of myself and I just became really fascinated by this this other part of me that I was just discovering, I was like, Ooh, like what's a book or like what's a podcast or just getting to know, like being more introspective, I guess. And, um, when I graduated school, my digestive issues got to be so overwhelming because in between that time, I was taking a lot of lactase enzymes, doing, if it fits your macros, weightlifting a ton, trying to lose weight, like basically like at war with my body, uh, suppressing symptoms, trying to just get by, developed a lot of food intolerances. And then once I graduated, everything was like forcing me to stop. Like, no, no, no. I had to miss work. I went to the ER multiple times, doctor visits after doctor visits. I almost went to a research hospital right before I got into this work because, and thankfully I found this work um, because who knows what, what they would have told me then. Like, I mean, I thought it was this huge complicated case. I was like, no one can figure me out. Like, there has to be something. So you can just imagine like me spinning my meals and just researching and researching and researching. 
then I finally discovered like this concept of leaky gut. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like they're describing me. Like every single symptom is me. And so then I began the journey of like identifying with an illness and disease and imbalances. And I just began chasing, you know, just coming from the space of desperation. And I was like, I need to feel better now, 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 now. And um, I was just, yeah, I was, I was chasing uh, something that, you know, and, and I, and I don't regret that either because I, that was just my survival skills coming in, you know, like, I just want to feel better. I need to feel better. Um, and so thing after thing happened, I, you know, that was like when I was really getting into socials, like on Instagram and, then I learned about the Nutritional Therapy Association and became an NTP, really started to understand my body's physiology. And um, I was like in a room with all of these people that had very similar stories. And for the first time, I felt so seen. I felt so heard and understood. I wasn't a hypochondriac. I was like, all of this makes sense. And there is a reason. And I love the holistic approach that the NTA has of like nutrition. And there's also like a spiritual component there too. Although we didn't get too deep into it, but that's just as important. And um, it's, yeah, it's an important piece of the puzzle. And so that happened. Then I became an FDN through the um, FDN training functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And then I went through the RCP, the root cause protocol to become a root cause protocol consultant. Then I became a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and am now spending so much time with you because I um, have decided to do the Somatic Experiencing uh, Institute um, that was founded by Dr. Peter Levine to become a SEP, Somatic Experiencing Practitioner and learning more about parts work, uh, somatic parts work um, as well. And I just think that the, the two worlds merging really creates this holistic lens to our healing journeys. So those are my loves, those are my passions, and I love doing this work and I'm so grateful to be here. Incredible. I honestly have chills because yeah, it goes back to how you started explaining your journey and what brought you here. You said it's not a one-stop shop. Like there's not just one thing that is going to be the thing that is your healing journey, right? I think that's so important because and it probably like felt that way too when when you were going through your healing journey. It's like <gasps> leaky gut like this is the thing this is the thing that I need to focus on right and then you go through the NTA and you're like oh my gosh these are the answers right and we just keep like flowing through this journey and yeah like my journey overlaps with yours so much I kind of did like the Canadian version of the NTA way back and I mean Canadians can now do the NTA but it wasn't a thing when I was studying holistic nutrition way back in 2013. Like I couldn't get my hands on that in Canada. So I studied holistic nutrition here through a very similar program and then kept like, you know, getting deeper and deeper into nutrition through other courses. And then like you, it's like, okay, wow, it's not all about food. It's not all about how we nourish our body with food and starting to expand through like these trauma-informed places and stuff like that so I just think that's so cool I love the overlap in our journeys but I just love what you said like it's not just this one thing it's not like healing's not a one-stop shop right Mm -hmm. and that is kind of destroying to the ego like I think a little bit it's like but wait like this is everything And, and it can be everything in that life stage where you're at right now, like, can we just focus on that and let life be life and let it be a mystery of like, what else is to come? Like, I never want to know like where my final destination is. Like, I don't like, that's the beauty of it. Why suck the beauty of it out of yeah, life itself. So 
um, just embracing where we are is a really important part of the process too. Yeah. Okay. So you have done, and you said like you were a student of life and I totally know what you mean. Like, yeah, it sounds like cheesy, cliche, whatever, but I feel like I'm that too. Like I'm always learning. I'm always like deepening my knowledge and I just love that. But okay. So you've gone through all of these different phases where you have been kind of placing more of a focus on different areas of study and clearly these things that you've been studying over so many years, like you found healing in all of them to some degree, right? And in different ways. And so I think it would be so interesting if you just shared with everyone, if we kind of reflected back over all of these areas that you found some healing, like what were maybe some of the biggest or the thing that helped you in that one area? Oh, I love this question. I love it so much. Okay, so with nutrition, I have, if you heard me mention a minute ago, I used to count my macros and it was not like tracking food. It was like, if it fits my macros, it could be any, anything and everything, like let your, your brain wander. But um, the nutrition principles that I learned inside of the NTA were largely based off of the Weston A. Price Foundation. Um, and, and the foundations allowed me, learning these foundations allowed me to not symptom chase anymore. Because in nutritional therapy, we have the foundations, digestion, um, nutrition, um, blood sugar balance, mineral balance. When we have all of those, like we set our focus to those foundations, it really takes away where we want to focus, like our periods, our thyroid, our adrenal glands, um, cardiovascular health, immune system health, those are really just a reflection of what's going on with the foundations. And so when we, I always speak of the foundation so much because I mean it, when we put our efforts just towards that, towards healing these, and, and it takes time, like everyone's like, all right, check, nutrition check, blood sugar check, consistency with them, creates more flow and ease with the consequences. I never really had to work so hard to balance my hormones. It just naturally happened as a side effect to my really strong foundations. And mind you, I was someone who had um, estrogen dominance. I had very low progesterone, very low testosterone, very low DHEA, low cortisol. So feeling very flat and had a zero the life force was within me but it was just packed underneath all of these layers of grief and pain and emotional stress that I really wasn't recognizing that that oh that that's a piece of the puzzle too and I think I have I think I have some work to do there um but all that to say I was feeling lifeless like I had zero energy and I didn't have to take this hormone balancing supplement. I didn't have to do like a hormone replacement therapy. Um, I really just focused on nourishing my body, making sure I was eating on a consistent and frequent basis and making sure the foods that I was consuming were ancestral or traditional foods that my ancestors, my grandmother would be in. Um, and everything slowly but surely fell into place. And I felt like there was room for more, for more deeper healing. Because what I was finding in my days is that I was getting really activated by little things, like very, very little things, but they felt like a, like on a scale of one to 10, they felt like a, a 20. And I don't think this is normal. Um, and what happens when we're super activated by something that creates a stress response in your physiology, right? We have stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline just rising to the occasion to support your body in that threat that it thinks that it's experiencing. And it wasn't a threat. It was, I don't know. I can't even think of like how tiny like these uh, occasions were. And um, I was like, I think that over the years, I've accumulated a lot of stress just from those tiny activations that felt like the end of the world. Um, 
And so I wanted to support my body and having a better stress response. And growing up, I, I only saw stress. You know, we're kind of getting deeper here into like more of the trauma realms. <laughs> um, my family was just so accustomed to this go, go, go chaotic state. And they had to be. They were, they didn't realize that it was safe to slow down because they had come here from different countries. They didn't speak the language. They had six to eight siblings on each side. They lived in a tiny apartment with all of their siblings and their parents and were really maybe not paid too much attention to as much as they would have needed. That attunement, that connection um, for self-regulation to be on board. And so they had children and they wanted to make sure that their babies didn't have to fight to survive like they did. And mind you, my mom also fled a country that was experiencing war at the time. So just talking about like intergenerational traumas and stuff. And it's a lot to unpack. And with that being said, that survival stress was still lingering in their physiology. They didn't have the resources that I do. And I'm so grateful for them paving the way essentially for me to be able to sit here and have a Zoom conversation with my lovely friend talking about this stuff um, so that we can interrupt the pattern and kind of create change for you know the rest of our lineage. Um, and so <laughs> that's what I saw. So now I had to go through this process of meeting these different parts of myself and reparenting a lot of those parts and kind of just bringing awareness to them first and in a loving way. I think what I was accustomed to was, was beating myself up about something. If I didn't do it right or whatever, made a mistake, I would beat myself up. And that was also just hardening the conditioning. Um, and so now that we're learning more about parts work, um, and how the self emerges, it's like this, this super compassionate, loving self. And so now that I'm aware of that, I'm just so grateful to know that because I know that's exactly what the parts of me need that are a little bit burdened and overwhelmed. Um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of like spinning my wheels here, but <laughs> no, all of it's so juicy. I love it. You touched on, you know, some of the biggest takeaways that helped you with nutrition. And I do want to kind of circle back to that because you said something that I think needs to be repeated that, you know, okay, so you were focusing on the foundations, right? And you said something like, I learned that I didn't need to work so hard on like my nutrition or how I nourish my body. And I think that's something that, you know, our like nutrition community or just diet culture, like it makes us think that it has to be really complicated in order to feel good in our bodies, in order to nourish ourselves properly, like that it's some complicated thing that we need to do. But like you said, you didn't need to work that hard to achieve like the best health that you've had through proper nutrition. Yeah. It was amazing to be witness to my own healing because I had done all of these crazy detox protocols and cleanses, very intense regimens. And oh my gosh, the symptoms that I developed like shortly after that, I was like, wow, okay, is it supposed to be like this? I'm not even sure. Um, but when I really just started flooding my body, maybe more like gently, or no, no, I think it was more like flooding, flooding my body with the foods that I were traditional, were ancestral. I was laughing and I was playing and I was in the sun and it was just so good. I was prioritizing my sleep. Um, I didn't have to do anything wild like that. I didn't have to spend my money on really, really, really expensive supplements. Um, and everything just like fell together. It was just really crazy how, how quickly everything kind of fell together. And that's also not to say that healing journeys are fast and 
I, I also want to bring up the conversation of symptoms because this has been coming up a lot lately in, in practice. Um, I think we think healing is like this final destination, kind of circling back to what I said earlier, and that will be symptom free and like this and the other. When I am going through a very stressful period of life, maybe there's a new project, maybe some of my lifestyle priorities are put on the back burner for a second. And um, I kind of like, yeah, like this is taking priority. Like this project is taking priority. Um, maybe I do start to notice some of my stress physiology coming back. Maybe that's a disturbance in my digestion. Maybe that's a disturbance in my sleep. Maybe I start to notice like more panicky thoughts, which are also a symptom. And pleasure is also a symptom. Like I never want to be in this symptom-free place because symptoms are simply guiding me along the way. Like if I'm getting a signal from my body, like, oh no, this is dangerous. Like, thank God for that symptom. Um, and we can also get to a place of a baseline. And I think that's what happened with me once I started flooding my body with all these, these nutrients, really caring for myself. Um, and that doesn't mean that I completely stopped like experiencing these symptoms. Maybe they were not as intense as they once were in 2016, but little like whispers like, hey, maybe you need to take a break. <laughs> hey, maybe you need to slow down. Um, maybe you need to just, you know, close on your laptop and just go lay in the sun for a little bit because I start to notice, you know, whatever comes up. Um, but yeah, you can get to a place, that baseline without having to try so hard and, and chasing symptoms, like really just keeping your eyes on the foundations. And when I was hearing this, when I was a student of the NTA, I was so resistant. I was so resistant. I was like, no, 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 no. They don't know. Like you need labs, you need labs and you need like all of these, like my mind just wanted to go to this space of like, no, there's more like, and there is more. But what, and I also think there was a little bit of my, my historic tendency to want or desire chaos, to chaos, you know what I mean? Like there has to be complicated because of what you're saying, like our society kind of makes it feel like it needs to be complicated. I want to actually go back because you have said a couple of times chasing health. Okay. So you said that at the beginning and it was when you brought up when you found out or really identified with having leaky gut. And I think, you know, that would be a really great thing for you to maybe shine some more light on. Like when we are going through these healing journeys and maybe we come across a label of something that really sounds like us, sounds like what we're going through. Like you said, you know, you were dealing with all of these gut health issues and digestive issues for most of your life you came across something called leaky gut and all of a sudden you were like this is me and then you started chasing health and entered like that fix it mentality and you really started you specifically said I was like identifying with an illness right so how can we or how would you encourage our listeners to approach their health approach their healing without identifying to an illness Hmm. That's a really, really good question. I think what I didn't have at the beginning of my healing journey was support. I think if I had someone who had been through it, was able to guide me and tell me, hey, like, yes, you have these symptoms and we'll support them. But this does not identify you. This does not make you you. Um, I think that would have been a little bit different because again, I was like really chasing, moving really, really fast. And I also had this mentality, like I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to DIY it. And, you know, to an extent, it, it's really empowering to know these things. I'm glad I knew these things because it gave me more insight and perspective when it came time to actually work with someone. Um, 
and I wasn't just, I don't know, I, I, I was having that perspective just inform my practitioner, like, hey, like, this girl knows what she's, she's going through right now. And that helps me help her. Anywho, um, I think people are also searching for purpose in this world. A lot of us kind of feel lost in, I mean, for me, it was like after graduating college and like, I didn't even know why I chose the major I chose in college. Like I was just kind of like going by what society was telling me to do and pick a major that is versatile and you'll figure it out. Like you'll get a job and you'll be able to like, just be, you know, you can probably wear so many different hats. Um, is it what I loved? Absolutely not. Um, and so I kind of entered the real world, I'll say, um, a little bit lost. And so I was desperately searching for something unbeknownst to me, because I think I was just still an autopilot, but there was something within me that was feeling unfulfilled. And so I think a part of me wanted to so badly be seen and be heard and so I made it this huge thing because it truly felt like this huge thing in my life um, that I had this disease. I had these imbalances. I had this illness in my body and like, see, look at me, like I'm right. Um, and so I think, and, and also like the, I was trying to prove myself to a lot of people because a lot of people didn't believe me. Um, because maybe they didn't have uh, these sensations happening in their bodies, or, or maybe they did and they weren't as connected or as aware as I was, or as hypersensitive, I'll say not even as aware, I was like super hypersensitive um, to not only um, my sensations in my body, but also like the emotions that were happening. Um, and so I think, yeah, in order to kind of avoid all of that, I think having someone in your corner to help you regulate and attune to you and say, I believe you and I support you and like how, what's the solution um, instead of continuing down the rabbit hole and kind of going nowhere. Um, I think trauma healing or even healing your body physically you can get lost in, in all of it. You can really, really get sucked into a lot of it. And so I love this idea of like pendulation that we're learning, or I've learned recently inside of um, the somatic experience and training. Um, it's kind of like entering the trauma vortex or enter, entering the health realms and also having that counter vortex um, so that you're not like just living and dying and breathing trauma or physical health, like alternative health, you know, because I think I did that. I went to um, extremes, extreme lengths. And also I was very scared of feeling that way again. So what was driving the seat or car was fear. And so I had zero trust within my body. I didn't have I didn't feel like my body was resilient. I felt like it was still super sensitive to everything um, because I labeled myself as a hypersensitive person. And I read a book. I think I even have a book somewhere in there. It's like the hypersensitive person. I think that's what it's called. It's like, I was like, oh, I'm one of these or I'm an empath. And little did I know, like that had so much to do with the trauma that and like just the accumulated stress over time that really uh, created those tendencies and same thing with anxiety because we kind of tend to label ourselves like oh I'm an anxious person yes that's a very common one around here I would say yeah very common and that was me I was like I'm just an anxious person like that's just to who I am. Um, and then when I started to refer to them as like, oh, I'm experiencing sensations of anxiety, it gave more, I took control again. Like I was in control. I had the power, not these sensations. I am simply 
bearing witness to them and I can, they can shift in my body because yes, there are places in where I'm feeling anxiety and in my toe, it feels really good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh so my gosh. Yeah. So good. And you know, it seems like a big thing for you, like a big part of your healing journey was finding safety and slowing down, right? It was like generational for you. And it came like, it just seems like it's like this common theme in your stories. And you said it yourself, you know, you had to feel safe in order to slow down. And I think that's something that a lot of our listeners are actually struggling with, right? Is finding safety in rest, finding safety in slowing down. And I think you and I can both agree that doing this supportive work on our nervous system, like through somatic experiencing and parts work, at least personally, like that's been huge for my relationship to rest and slowing down. But I'm hoping you can speak to our listeners today who are struggling with slowing down and resting because you have done that healing in your own life to find safety in doing that. So what did that, you know, look like for you? Mm, I love this because I think that's one of the number one recommendations you'll see on the internet. It's just like, slow down, slow down. And that system probably doesn't feel safe to slow down. Right. It's like, but most of uh, like our listeners right now, it's like that brings up so much fear or discomfort, right? So what does that look like? Literally, because if you're told to slow down, it's like, okay, I know. Like if you literally try to slow down and you're telling yourself to slow down, but there's this other internal experience happening, like maybe you're starting to notice your hands are shaking or like, you're just like stuck. Like you just don't know what to do next because there's so, you're trying to slow down, but there's this, there's so much sympathetic energy happening inside. And so, um, it, it really first took really letting that land in my body. If I want to feel better and I don't want to be dealing with these chronic symptoms in my body, I really need to take this to heart and I need to let this, like just letting those words slow down, land in your body. Like, how does that feel? And really setting myself up for success to be able to do that as a business owner, like you are, like it just has, it's really taken a lot of practice. And I also work with a lot of moms. I work with women who are still in the workforce. I work with, you know, a whole blend of women. And um, they're not just entrepreneurs. And that also takes for me at the beginning, it looked like a lot of time blocking. It looked like a lot of, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are these days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's these days. And I have a hard stop at this time, um, just to allow me the freedom to create space for play, to create space for rest and really making that, that, I don't want to say promise or commitment, but it's an act of devotion to myself. It's an act of love. And with that ripples outward. So if I'm giving this to myself, that will allow me to show up as the mom I want to be, as the, the business owner and the coach that I want to be, as the sister, as the daughter, as the friend that I want to be. I think there just comes a point when you're just so sick of your own shit <laughs> that it's like, all right. And, and usually, unfortunately, that's kind of what happens. You're kind of forced to do these things. And I think that true healing happens when you choose to do these things. Um, and so for me, I've found that this whole healing journey just created a huge lifestyle change for me. And the things that I do to play, to rest, are really 
exciting for me. I love looking at my bed at the end of the day. I love being super cozy. I love reading good books. I love being out in nature. I love all of those things that really, really supply me with everything I need to show up as that, that person, that, that Kiara that I've always envisioned. Um, and then we can get into like the nervous system portion of it, because even then some systems are not able, um, to still let that guard down even after everything I just said. It's like, yes, you can set yourself up for success, the boundaries and uh, time blocking and, and telling yourself and like affirmations, all these things and promising to yourself. And as I continue to learn more about the nervous system, I realize that a lot of these things come with more ease and flow. Once you have more regulation on board, once you are able to sit with uh, sensations of discomfort and pleasure. Um, at the same time, once you're able to orient to your environment and also get to know what's happening on the inside, I feel like those practices alone create more presence. And what happens when trauma occurs is that there's disembodiment. And so the idea of embodiment is really just being with what is here right now. And the more we try to push these sensations away or try to push an emotion away, that's kind of like what I'm referring to when I say sensations, um, the louder and louder they get. And the more we repress them, they'll just come out like a, a, when you're activated, which it's gonna be like even louder and louder. Um, and so I think when you get into the practice of grounding and orienting and you just, you just begin to naturally do it in your life and you're finding like there is slowness here and I don't have to speed up. Like I'm just right here. And I don't want to, I mean, for me, that also like happened the first time I did it, but also there are moments where it's like, there's a lot of resistance towards it. So it's also a practice. Um, so. Yeah, I think that slowing down, it's using both the mind and the body. Um, but I love the body-centered approach that somatics has. And also getting to know, like I just listed out my story and how my parents were, what I saw growing up, what their childhood was like. Knowing all of that brings awareness. Also knowing some sometimes I feel like someone's future is kind of like their motivation to do this work um like how they envision themselves how they envision their families how they envision their lives moving forward and um if they want those things they know this has to be a piece of the puzzle so I don't know if there's like one answer that I could give um but I'd love to hear like what you have to say about that Meg. yeah about finding safety and slowing down I loved what you had to share for sure. I definitely have struggled so much with my relationship with rest and being able to slow down, but it was really when I was going through my HA recovery journey. Like that that part of my recovery was just absolutely life-changing because I like that was really when my body fully recovered and got healthy again. Anyways, through that journey, that's when I really did heal my relationship with rest. And kind of similar to you, I was nodding along when you were sharing. A big thing was like boundaries, right? But also we were talking a little bit about, well, you mentioned pendulation, but also something that we have been learning in somatics is titration, right? So taking things like little bits as a t at a time. So imagining like this was years ago when I was going through HA recovery not yet had my period back and still like working on repairing my relationship with rest like thinking about sitting down for an extended period of time reading a book for an example was just like so uncomfortable for me to even think about it you know like I would 
have to, like, that was just so too much for my system, right? Too much. Because I was used to waking up and basically being on my feet all day until bedtime, right? And so it was taking, like, those little bits. So what like in real time, like what that may have looked like or what it did look like for me was, okay, if I wake up and I'm go, go, go all day and there's literally no rest in my day, okay, what can, you know, incorporating some rest look like? So I do believe that it started off with reading a book before I went to bed. Like I set aside an hour before I went to bed. So if I was sleeping by 10 o'clock, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit in bed at nine o'clock at night and read this book until I go to bed. And then once we like expose our something, ourselves to something that feels tolerable, right? It was a stretch for me, but it felt tolerable to me. So Mm -hmm. that's the important thing, right? And so I did something that was definitely a stretch but it was tolerable and because it was tolerable and because I was actually able to do it it taught my nervous system that oh I can do this this is something safe for me to do right and then okay I established that and then the pandemic happened and I have never so this was something about me before too just going back to me being that go 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 never sit down never allow myself to rest I had never ever ever watched a series on Netflix before isn't that crazy like it was up until the pandemic I had never watched like Breaking Bad The Office nothing did not know anything that is so magical about those shows so that's what Scott and I actually started doing like come 2020 I was just like, why don't we just start watching Breaking Bad? Like, everyone talks about the show. You love it. I think I'd love it. So let's watch it. And so then I started increasing that, like, time, right? So what I had taught my system was safe, like, sitting down from 9 until 10 to read a book, right? Then it was, okay, I'm going to eat dinner, clean up the kitchen, And then at eight o'clock, you and I are going to watch this series for two hours and then I'm going to go to bed. So then it was all of a sudden two hours that I was feeling safe about resting, right? And then I missed my book reading. So I had to incorporate reading my book at some time in the day. So then instead of doing that at night, all of a sudden that became something I did in the morning. So I would eat breakfast and then I'd read for an hour and then I'd start my day and then Scott and I would still have those two hours in the evening so all of a sudden I went from literally being go 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 from the moment I woke up until I went to bed to now having okay three hours of complete like rest chill time right and I feel like once I achieved that and it wasn't so intentional after the fact right but at the beginning it had to be really intentional and now it's like I don't even think about it like yesterday I had no clients and usually Mondays I don't have clients and for most of the day yesterday I I sat on a call with one of my friends her and I chatted for like almost three hours on the phone And then outside of that, I sat on the couch and made this like macrame wall hanging for my bedroom. I did like nothing. Like that is so like chill, very like, I don't know. It's so different than what I used to do. And I just kind of had to take a step back or just like sit back yesterday and really appreciate like, wow, I'm able to just sit here doing these like artsy crafty things that I would have never allowed myself to do before because I was so scared to just slow down. Yes. Yeah. And I love titration so much and titration is important with everything. I feel like that's just a way of living like with supplements too. And it gets easier because like you're saying, like it, it had to be intentional at first. And now it's just like, you don't even think about it. I set boundaries so easily now. 
and it was like the worst most daunting thing that I could ever think of like way back when it takes time and consistency and having the right practices in place and I also think support So clearly this is something that is lighting you up these days. And even though there's so much overlap in our health journeys and stuff, and now overlap in what we're studying, like we're both going through somatic experiencing and also somatic parts work, right? There's overlap there. I honestly think the type of women that we work with, like I think we work with very different clients, you know? Uh, So if you want to share with everyone, you know, how you support women in your practice and typically like what type of women or what type of clients you work with, I think that would be really helpful. Yeah. It's just so interesting how I attract like the, the woman who I was like, years right. ago. The, I mean, that's what, that's what happens. Right. I that's just, I literally just got off a client call before this podcast recording and she is so, uh, like a mini Meg or like a, <laughs> like, you know, and we talk about that all the time. Like, because I, I constantly remind her, like, no one understands you more than I do because I have been exactly there. So, yeah, um, we attract our, like, previous versions for sure. It's who I'm speaking to. It's, it's the story I tell. It's the story I share. Someone was just telling me earlier today, she was like, your last email, I was like, that was me. That is me. That is me. That is me. I'm like, yeah, you're not. And I think that there's relief in that. Oh, not alone. I feel so seen, so heard, and so held by someone who gets it. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, I work with someone who is kind of, yeah, I guess I tend to attract the, you know, talking about labels and identities, um, the type A, you know, go, go, go. It's hard to slow down, but like I have big dreams and I want to feel this way so I can fulfill those dreams. Um, And a lot of the women that I work with also have chronic digestive issues, um, a lot of IBS, a lot of IBD, Crohn's. um, I've also seen a lot of autoimmunity, um, celiac, um, Hashimoto's uh, and Graves at the same time, like, whoa, Um, fibromyalgia. um, I see a whole wide range of cases, but at the core of it all, no matter how spectacular these uh, labels are, we always come back down to those simple foundations. That's why my favorite part of our initial call is just like, hey, yes, you've been diagnosed with this, And how about if we simplify it? What if we just take a few steps back for a moment, just focus on this for right now and kind of give the body space? I also love inviting my clients to kind of start getting into the practice of of boundary setting and like muting some Instagram accounts that are like flooding their feeds and like contradicting information. It's just like, can we just for this container just you and me, we work together and just see what happens. Just try it on for size. And then if you know you really want to, you can use them as a resource after. Um, I, I use that to, to this day because I, we don't want to overwhelm our, our systems and that can easily happen for me in the world of social media. Um, and I also work with clients who have PCOS, like, like menstrual irregularities, um, HA. I actually just had a client who got her period back last week. Uh, exciting. And um, yeah, just kind of like the digestive hormone realm. And also the women that I've been attracting more lately are the women who are wanting to have support in the the trauma realms they know that that's a big piece of the puzzle and um not that i'm a replacement for psychotherapy or anything like that i'm not a therapist and i also think like i mentioned earlier like it's really nice to have a health team it's not a one-stop shop like i support many women who have therapists and we still do somatic work and they find that super helpful yeah i feel like okay maybe we do have more overlap in our clients than i realize but that's the thing like so many of my clients 
see a therapist as well, but then like we're still doing like somatics and parts work and like therapy. You know, you don't have to see I I was in actually my somatic experiencing training when someone said this. It was like um something doesn't have to be therapy in order to be therapeutic, right? Yeah. So you don't have to see a therapist or like a psychotherapist in order to experience therapy from someone, right? Yeah. And I just thought, I don't know, I think that's cool. It's just stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is so true. I was telling someone yeah, I think it was my sister-in-law. I was like, yeah, I'm doing this thing. It's like, it's not therapy. Like, I'm not a therapist, obviously. She's like, but it's therapeutic. And I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, it is a form of therapy, right? Like, that's why they call it somatic therapy. Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I do. I support women in moving through that process. Like, and other things can be therapy too, like walking in nature is my therapy. Cleaning sometimes is therapy. And like just feeling the sun kiss my skin like it is right now is therapy. I can see the sun on your skin. So beautiful. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of, I, I see women one-on-one in practice. I recently hired a practitioner. So she's going to be working alongside of me. And we have, we have a group program called The Nourished Woman. We have online an online period restoration course. It's do-it-yourself. And we are getting ready to leave in the next couple months for Tulum, Mexico for our retreat. So exciting. I'm so excited. So, um, yeah, those are all the things that we have going on at PR Marie Wellness. Good for you, babe. I'm so pumped for you. And one last question that I ask all of my guests, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? <laughs> I'm not ready for this. <laughs> well, you are on the Unbreakable You podcast. I know, that makes so much sense. Um, hmm. I'm just going to feel on this into this room because usually my response would be like a reaction that I just want to... She's feeling into it, folks. She's I'm feeling like, into it. <laughs> I think being unbreakable to me means what does it feel like or what does it mean to me? What does it mean to you? It could she, be what does it feel like. That's kind of the same thing as meaning, right? <laughs> yeah, I just, I have this like rooted feeling like knowing like even in the thick of it and I still go through the thick of it like I was just explaining to you before we hit record like just some things that I've been moving through that have felt really really heavy I think one of the things that nourishes me the most is being out in nature because when I'm out there I feel so held and supported by the earth and so I imagine like just mother nature just being like just all through all that she's been through all the hurricanes the tornadoes the earthquakes and stuff fires fires like she's still so resilient and so strong and so beautiful at the same time like all at once and so it's like no matter what happens like she is still there Mm -hmm. she's still so rooted and still being able to find beauty within the chaos that is happening that I don't know if that was like a good answer but that's kind of what I feel into when I think of the word unbreakable I love that and honestly whenever I ask that question the most common word that comes up is resiliency and mm-hmm. you said like resilient but, but that was the most like picturesque answer <laughs> that I we've ever had so perfect with uh, somatics I think I've really learned to utilize image exactly I know and it's just so beautiful so thank you so much sweetheart I loved having you on and everyone go share this episode with your friends this was great thank you thank you